Welcome to the Diverse Minds Podcast, where we give you the tips, tools, and techniques you need to be a mentally healthy and inclusive leader. Each week, you'll hear about a variety of topics linked to mental health, well-being, and diversity that will enhance both your professional practice and personal well-being. Welcome to the 73rd episode of the Diverse Minds Podcast. And on today's episode, I was torn as to whether I would talk about winter well-being tips for lockdown, but I do think this has been mentioned and there have been lots of articles written about this. So I'm going to be reviewing Marie Forleo's book, Everything is Figureoutable. Now, I didn't anticipate reading this book, even though I was aware of it. It was published in 2019. But I saw some other recommendations that people were talking about in terms of setting New Year's resolutions. But you know that I don't do that. Um, and I found it as an ebook on my library, my local library's app. And I thought, why not? As so many people had said they'd found it useful on various newsletters and social media platforms. Now, I was sceptical as Marie Forleo is this North American superstar entrepreneur. And you might have heard, heard of her. She runs something called B-School, which is training for people who want to set up their own online businesses with heart, if you like. And I did think to myself, well, would I be able to resonate with her experiences? Uh, you know, she's, she seems like she's from a very well-to-do background. She seems like she's had this meteoric rise and she's one of these superstars. But I'm pleased to say I absolutely could identify with a lot of what she said and also the way she writes her books and gives different testimonials and case studies of people around the globe. And I thought it would be a useful book to review because I know a lot of people are feeling stuck right now, understandably. Maybe you can't afford a coach right now. In fact, you don't even have the energy to think about this with lockdown, homeschooling, trying to keep going in the cold weather and the dark days. And many of my current coaches feel stuck in their current jobs and it's natural that they are too fearful and maybe this resonates with you to move on or you don't even have the energy to look for something else and you feel quite paralysed by fear, the global grief and just the overwhelm of it all and how every day feels the same. And many of my coaches want to put their own well-being at the very forefront and rightly so. Uh, does this also sound like you? And so for me, this book was a joy to read um, as personally, but also for my coaching practice. And I feel it has hugely useful tips and ways to realise what you want in your life in a realistic, positive and manageable way. So it isn't a case of, yes, you can have it all if you want it all. It's, it's very much a case of, well, what is it that you want? It might take you a long time. It's not going to be an easy journey, but you can absolutely get there, which I think sometimes self-help books or business books can be very, oh, everything's easy, quit your job, jump off a cliff, as it were, and you can have what you want. And this book very much had a different feel to it. So again, another reason I thought, well, why not? Why not share it? And if you want to know more about well-being and tips, why not sign up to my bi-monthly newsletter, where you'll also receive a free copy of my ebook, The Mentally Healthy Leading Manager, to support your work-life balance. And the link is in the show notes. So I really hope you do access that and find it useful. Now, a little bit more about the book and what uh, resonated with me, what was useful, um, and why you should read it. So why the review? So the first tenant of the book naturally from its name is everything is figure outable. So in essence, be confident that you can work things out or figure them out in a way that works for you. 
And I think this philosophy is super useful because you will have all, all the listeners, everyone has had challenges. There are very few people in this world who have had a life that goes completely um, as according to plan or uh, everything is really easy. And everyone has had challenges. And I'm sure if you reflect on those challenges, you've worked them out, especially if you're listening to this right now, no matter how complex. So remember those times and this should give you the confidence and the abilities to think about, yes, you know what, I can work it out. Maybe I don't want to work it out, which is a different thing, but I could do and maybe it will take me time to do this, but I could do it. And maybe I have to think in a very different way, but I can do it. And it's this and she uses it in the book as a mantra. She says, keep saying to yourself, everything is figure outable. Now, for those of you who might know more about neuroplasticity or how the brain works, that if we tell ourselves, there are lots of books written about this, you know, whatever you tell yourself or you tell your brain, your brain's effectively neutral and your brain will accept it. So if you're very critical of yourself, then you, you will feel that you won't be able to do it. But if you say to yourself, well, you know what, everything has a solution or most things have a solution and I'm sure I can find that solution or everything is figure outable, your brain will then start to find those solutions. So whether you believe in that or whether you have a much more in-depth knowledge about neuroscience and how the brain works, I still think this is a really positive mantra. So when you feel overwhelmed or you feel stuck to just say, I can work this out, I'm sure I can, it gives you that little bit of motivation. So that was the first thing that I found really useful in the book. The second thing that Marie Forleo talks about in great detail, um, the whole chapter about it is, well, the only way you're really going to know what you want in life is to have a really clear picture. So clarify what you want. And she has lots of exercises in the book to help you do that. Um, and this might be a useful way for you to really use any time that you have or if you're feeling stuck to think about, OK, I'm going to sit down and do this work and answer the questions that are in the book. And she says you can get what you want. But first of all, you need to know where it is that you want to go and what you, where you want to be. And often we don't know the answer to that question. And so it may be a case of you considering how do you want to feel and however you want to feel, where, where are the particular times in your life that you felt a particular way? What are the activities? Where were you? What are you doing? And that might give you some insight into what you want to be doing with your life, whether it's your personal, professional, both, how you want to spend your time. The third thing then is once you've clarified what you want is to think big. So in the book, she talks about, you know, it doesn't matter if you have a very, very big goal. What's important is that you clarify what you want, think big and don't let those excuses hold you back. And one of the exercises that she shares in the book is to just write down as many sentences, finish off the phrase, wouldn't it be cool if dot, dot, dot. And you write down all the different aspects um, of wouldn't it be cool if I won a million pounds? Wouldn't it be cool if I could work for myself? Wouldn't it be cool if I didn't have to cook every day? And this doesn't have to be, you know, world changing goals, but it could absolutely be that. But to ask yourself these big questions, so then you can then start to think about some of those solutions. Then once you have your wouldn't it be cool, so your overarching umbrella, breaking it down. So remember I said, think big. And it's about looking at the micro steps and looking into what you want to do. I'll just share my own example. Many of you all know I never, ever expected to have my own business. And I suppose if I look back five years ago, it would be, wouldn't it be cool if I didn't have to have a manager? And it's taken me you know, a while to get here. I've been running my business full time for just over three years. But interestingly, the seeds of my business were sown two years prior to that. 
And it's a journey and whatever you want, you often have to go on a journey. So breaking it into micro steps. So first of all, one of the first things I did was a name popped into my head and I saw, oh, okay, that's interesting. I set up a Facebook page and just posted wellbeing tips on it for about a year. And then I thought, right, I don't want anyone else to have this name. So I registered my company in the UK. So it's those micro steps. It, did, it didn't go from me having an idea overnight to then running a business and having a podcast and everything else. So it's not that you can't do it. It's just the route to doing it and how it might take, how long it might take you to do it. Um, And this thing about overnight successes, when we see pop stars, when we see writers, it's very rare that someone has written a book and next day they've woken up and they're suddenly on the bestsellers chart. It's a case of writing short stories, talking to people writing blogs, um, putting things on social media. And it, it does take time, despite what other people might tell you. The fifth thing is to not let criticism stop you. So that could be your own criticism of yourself saying you're not good enough. Who do you think you are? It could be other people. It could be friends. It could be family members. It could be colleagues. It could be a manager. But to really use this as fuel to propel yourself forward and build your positive support network. Um, So there's some really insightful things that she talks about in the book about how her business was laughed at in a in a conference and how she was patronized by a man telling her, oh, really, is that your business idea? Surely you've got a rich husband or boyfriend that supports you, which was absolutely horrific. And she said, I thought, who is the arrogance of this man? And she used it and she uses the word, you know, F.U. fuel to build her business and make it even more successful, her particular launch of B-School. So we all take criticism differently and some of us have a thinner skin than others and some of us have a thicker skin. But to consider what that criticism is about, is it about your business idea? Is it about what you want to do with your life? Is it about how you want to parent? Or is it really about the person being critical because they don't have the courage to step into that space? So that's a spin from me, really. And then the final point is a mixture of the book, but also something that I say to my coaches, which is, who are you not to? Who are you not to do it? Going back to the criticisms, you know, who am I to do this? No one's going to buy it. No one's, you know, no one's going to recommend me. No one's going to talk to me. No one's going to ask me. My constant question to myself was, how will I get work? Who's going to ask me to work for them? And the fact that these things we say to ourselves are very unhelpful. But actually, who are we not to? It's really quite selfish if we can flip this on our head to keep our knowledge, product, service, information, kindness uh, from the world. So if we do something that has been calling us in an ethical, honest way, then it's vital we put ourselves out there. And putting yourself out there will look different for different people. If you don't want to be on social media, I understand that. So what are the ways that you're going to use your network? Maybe it's through WhatsApp. Maybe it's through letters. Maybe it's through emails. Maybe it's through um, phone calls. It really doesn't matter and you don't have to find a set blueprint, but it's finding a way to trust because living with regrets is worse, I think, than jumping in. And Marie Forleo talks about this in the book and things not going perfectly. You may have heard fail stands for first attempt in learning. And in the book, she has a different spelling out of fail because we don't just go from being born to walking. We crawl, we fall over. 
Uh, we don't just start to write when we're three years old. We have to learn. We get letters wrong. We might mix E. We might mix C. We might write B backwards. We might write D backwards. So we don't always know things. And if you if you consider all the things that you've done in your life, your career, your expertise, um, cooking, cleaning, car maintenance, cycling, it's very rare that people learn those things in a matter of hours. Think about the burnt dinners. Think about maybe when you poured oil in the wrong place in your car. I mean, for me, it took me a long time to learn to drive and it was very tempting to give up. But all of these things. So who are you not to? And who are you not to try? And of course, all of these things I'm talking about are work in progress and we all have peaks and troughs. And the key thing is to make those small incremental steps. And Marie Forleo is really clear that the philosophy has to be within the realms of what's scientifically possible. So unfortunately, we can't bring our loved ones back if they've passed away, but we can decide how we want their memory and legacy to live on. We can decide how we want to make peace with them if it was a difficult relationship. Um, and we can also decide how we would like to support, how, what kind of support we need with our grief. That's just an example. Um, and there are also lots of global case studies in the book that are useful to consider things um, being outside a Eurocentric lens. She talks about women who have grown up or been part of war-torn countries, how they've managed to bring peace to their areas, um, women who have really struggled to get educations and how they've gone back to the countries that they were brought up in and been really be beacons of transition. Um, and she also acknowledges her own privilege in the book. So she might not have had economic privilege, but she talks about her privilege as a white uh, North American woman of a Eurocentric background and I think that's really important. So it does feel very inclusive to me. I really hope that this has been useful. It's a bit of an unusual episode for me, but I have been so pleasantly surprised by the book and what it's had to offer that I wanted to share it with you and encourage you to read it if you do feel stuck. So what are the things that you've always wanted to do? Question one, just to wrap up. Question two, point two, don't be afraid to think big for yourself. Point three, break down the steps into micro activities that you can do that might take you 10 to 15 minutes a day to work towards your big dream. Number four, don't let the critics battle you into submission. Number five, if not you, then who? And number six, it's never too late, even if you think it is. What is too late anyway? Why write yourself off? Because there are enough people that do that for us. So would you like to know more about how I can help you? Don't forget to sign up to my twice monthly newsletter. And also, if you want to know more about coaching, if that's this kind of headspace that you're in, I've got a podcast episode about coaching. What is coaching? Different types of coaching and the kind of coaching I do. And also you can check out my question and answers on my website about coaching. And I've included links to the Marie Folio website and the Everything is Figure Outable book. And I want to be really clear, I've not been paid, I don't know her, but I just really wanted to share with you how I found the book really useful. So let me know if any of these principles have shaken or stirred something in you and you want to take things forward. It's not just about new year, new you, absolutely not. More about the broader picture of making sure that you can achieve and do the things and have the headspace for the things that you want to do in your life. It could be huge things, it could be medium sized things, it could be very micro things that will really help you to turn your life around and improve your health and well being and your, um, your mental well being in particular. So 
let me know. I'd love to hear from you. You know that you can tweet me at Diverse Minds UK. Send me a message on Facebook at Diverse Minds UK. Uh, on LinkedIn as well, the Diverse Minds LinkedIn page and my personal LinkedIn page, Leila Akai. And I really look forward to seeing you, virtually seeing you in the next episode. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Diverse Minds podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you access your podcasts from. You can also connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Tune into next week's episode of the podcast, where I'll bring you more insights on mental health and inclusion. Bye for now.